In our breakout and best-selling book, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels, Dr. Scott Guerin and I share how you can communicate with angels, understand signs from the universe and these celestial beings, feel at peace knowing you are always connected to source, and much more. Get your copy today at lookingforangelsbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. And now you can even get the audio version narrated by me and Scott through Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. You are listening to A Psychic Story, a podcast that shares behind-the-scenes insights of people who lead supernatural lives among the ordinary. And I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Join me every Wednesday as I dispel the myths behind magic and lore. Welcome to A Psychic Story. Mysticism. Nicole here. This podcast is intended to inspire you on your personal spiritual journey to inner peace. I am not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. This applies to the podcast guests and or co-hosts. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. Hi, Psychic listeners. Welcome to another episode of A Psychic Story. For this episode, I have Dr. Scott Guerin back on, and he's going to be a regular featured guest, not just for the listener episodes and where we talk about angel stories and other stories, but also just because we're partnering on a lot of things, the book included. So for this episode, we thought it would be really lovely to talk about the event we were just at the other weekend, the Victory of Light, but also to take the time to answer a lot of your questions. You submit questions to us through voicemails, through emails, sometimes through the reviews that you post, and just wanted to take the time that is due for you guys and address those directly. But before we get into that, I just want to welcome Scott back. Hi, Nicole. Good to be here. And um Glad we're working together on one uh, yet another project. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and it was really, really nice to see you in person last weekend or this past weekend. And I think that would probably be the best way to start off is, you know, what we thought of the event as a whole and why is it important? Why are we sharing that with listeners? But I'd love to share my thoughts in a second, but would like to maybe have you share yours first. Yeah, it was great to meet you too. You know, in this age of Zoom and uh, video conferencing, it's always nice to meet people you've worked with for a few months in three dimensions. <laughs> so it was good. It was a good time. Yeah, it's kind of surreal to see somebody when you see them on on a screen and then in person, like they're a real person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the the two things that I came away with from that event, uh, one was the size and scope was just tremendous. I mean, I was in one other event like this in New Jersey last fall, and um, this is what this was like three times the size of it. There's like 400 vendors. The first day there was 2,500 participants. The second 
I didn't I didn't hear a number, but it had been close mm-hmm. to that. So you know, four plus thousand people uh, came through. And real quick, this is the Victory of Light Festival in Cincinnati, mm. Ohio. It's the largest metaphysical event in the United States. And so, yeah, just so you're like, what? That's the event we're talking about. Yeah, and the event had uh, all kinds of things, crystals, oils, uh, tarot card readers, mediums, uh, Reiki, massage therapists, uh, and not too many uh, vendors about angels, which uh, several people told us about. So that was kind of cool. And I had wonderful conversations with uh, many people throughout the two days. The second thing is it's a little bit related to the event, but it was more uh, witnessing how Nicole worked uh, during the days. And I mean worked. So uh, for the listeners, what we had is an 8 by 10 booth. We had two tables. I mean, it was a corner booth. We had two tables making the, the L shape and then a smaller table behind that where Nicole could sit with people and, and conduct readings. And you did not advertise it at all. It, you just put up a sign and, and you, I remember you told me, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I didn't say this, but I'm going to just put up a sign up sheet and see who, who shows up. So within the first couple hours that it opens on Saturday, the, uh, the day was f- filled you know, with 15 minute back to back to back sessions for you. And, uh, it, it was just amazing to see how many people just kind of flocked to this. And then what I did during the day was, um, I would talk to the family members and friends of people who were getting a reading, mm-hmm. uh, kind of answer questions around the table and then visit other booths and, and, uh, vendors there as well. Now I was exhausted at the end of the day and I did nothing. Right. So I, <laughs> and I remember telling you, like, how do you even do this yeah. to be present with some with these people with n- literally no breaks i did get to go to the bathroom once so that was good yes mm-hmm. yeah once i think yeah and then um the next morning on sunday morning i said how did you sleep and you said oh i didn't get to, i didn't get to bed until one and i joked like well what, what did you do you went home and watched tv and netflix what, what did you do and you said, no, no, I had to disconnect uh, from all the people that I met with that day. And you then described to me the process mm-hmm. of disconnecting. So maybe you could just take a minute and yeah. explain that to those that aren't familiar with the uh, with the concept. Yeah, I can't even remember what I told you, <laughs> to be honest, because it was so, so it's interesting, <laughs> right? I don't do a ton of sessions during the week because I have this full-time job, but I, or a full-time job, I should say, as everybody knows for the most part. And so it's just a few evenings that I do those and then on Saturdays. And it doesn't, you know, take me that long to disconnect after each of those sessions because, again, it's maybe one person, two people max on Saturday. You know, sometimes there can be five people that I'm having conversations with but and healings. But overall, it's a little bit easier. But as Scott mentioned, both on Saturday and Sunday, there were back to back. So I think there were like 12 or 15 on Saturday and same on Sunday. Saturday in particular, it took me a lot of time when I got home to disconnect and decord and really reground myself. I felt high, not that I get high, but like I, that's what I felt like it would be. And it just was like your head's in the clouds, you're vibrating at such a state, it feels almost like you're physically disconnected. And so, you know, there's a lot of things that you guys have heard me about doing on the podcast, which is you take a shower, 
you you ground, you clear, you protect yourself. I did a lot of prayer work. I also did some Reiki. And by the time I was done, I yeah, it was about one in the morning. And then finally I blissfully fell asleep. But and I got one of the best sleeps too <laughs> that I had. But it was mm. it was a lot of process. Yeah. And normally again, it takes a short period of time. But what I did notice, Scott, is that I forgot on Saturday to do a lot of my disconnecting and decording between each person because it was like a rotating door. It was so quick mm. that uh, that was yeah. what I realized on Saturday. Sunday, it was a lot easier because I was doing it um, more real time. And so that was a lesson learned. But yeah. Yeah. Maybe you could schedule mm-hmm. some breaks mm-hmm. next time. I mean, anyways, that was the, that was the, the couple takeaways for me. Just, uh, it, it was just a great place to be with like-minded people, certainly. Um, Greatly appreciated that. And the reason why we wanted to share it with you guys too is, right, so uh, we had a presentation about angels. That was primarily the reason why we did this. It wasn't necessarily to have a booth and for me to give readings, but to talk about angels, how to connect with them, who part, who is part of your angel team, your spirit team. And so we did a presentation on Saturday and that was really the guiding light or for me, the reason why I wanted to do it. Now I've done it twice before, twice last year in April and November with Katie from Everything Aligns, uh, but this was the first time for the presentation. So that for me, I think was extremely eye-opening and would like to hear from you, Scott, what you thought about the presentation as a whole. And then I'm also going to share a little bit about my viewpoints about the event itself and then the presentation and then we will get to the listener questions yeah that well the first thing that that i was surprised about was the that people that showed up you know you look at we looked at, we both checked out the room before and like wow that's like you know 60 70 chairs like you know it's not gonna look good if five <laughs> people show up but i was very pleasantly surprised when we mm-hmm. packed that room i mean there was you know, maybe just a handful of seats left so just showing that you know there's interest you know in the topic of looking for angels and connecting with them uh it was really great to see and um so that would that was a big part of it, and then I think the questions that came up during the session about the book and about what we had been talking about, uh, explaining parts of it, uh, was also very encouraging. We made some connections uh, there as well. Yeah, and so I would say that for me, the biggest kind of takeaways from that is so. First of all, I talk to you guys regularly every week, right? And sometimes more than once a week through bonus episodes, audio extras, that sort of thing. But and also through the kids podcast. But it was definitely different to have such a forum in front of you. Again, it's it's surreal when we used to have so much FaceTime and be in front of people throughout our lives, whether it's for personal, you know, professional, that sort of thing, and to actually see people in a room all together and then listening and wanting to hear about angels was phenomenal. But one kind of side note is that I, uh, you know, I, I can connect and feel my angels and guides a lot. But at one point I was like, I can't feel you with all the energy of everybody else in the room. I, I know you're there, but I can't feel you. I can't see you. And Scott was actually up on the podium and he was talking at that point. And I saw this huge flash of light. It almost looked like a firework. It actually pretty much was like a firework just going straight off right at the top of the ceiling. And it was so amazing because it came right at the time. I was like, I don't feel you guys. I don't like show me that you're here. And then all of a sudden this huge uh, light that went off, which was really phenomenal and and cool. And then Scott, you had a particular experience as well through the exercise that I was giving to the group in which I ask people to close their eyes, to take some deep breaths. I call in an angel in particular, an archangel or two. And then I ask people to describe what they experience. And I don't really say, and I do this in sessions sometimes too, but I don't say who it is. 
I pick different ones at random and then I ask people what they experienced in order for there to also, especially when you're a group, for there to be either similarities or consistencies, synchronicities, that sort of thing. And you and my mom who's in the audience and a couple other people experience the same thing without me saying what it was. So do you mind sharing? Yeah. Well, so that was what, that was the thing is that you said, I'm not going to tell you what the, what the experience may be. And we could share that later. And it's as clear as a bell in my mind's eye. I was, these feathers came down and hugged me and, uh, you know, just for you know a minute or so. And I just felt very comfortable and just very uh, supported in, in that. And then afterwards, you said that that's, you know, well, that's what your mom said and a few others said, you know, being hugged by an angel, mm-hmm. being hung by feathers. Um, and so that was, uh, that was a really, it was a cool thing that happened to a yeah, bunch of us. Yeah. And uh, so those were kind of, I guess, some two big, two big things I wanted to share. But also the reason why this event in particular is really important to me is my grandmother who has one of my grandmothers, my mom's mom, who had passed over several years ago. Actually, now I think it's closer to like two decades. She used to take me when I would come and visit around the holidays because, again, there is one in April, one in November. But we would always go to the November one. And I just remember being little and going and visiting and thinking it was so cool. So it's also just a surreal experience to be there as an actual practitioner and look at how everything came full circle (laughs) and never having thought that, you know, in 42 plus years or so that this would have happened. So that's kind of cool. And I also want to give a shout out to my uncle who had provided, I don't even know if he listens, but I know my aunts do. So I would say thanks to Uncle Dave for producing the sign in the backdrop. We also got a lot of compliments about how the booth looked. I'll share those on social so you guys can see. But it was really phenomenal because we highlighted the book. And also, we didn't get a lot of listeners who listen to the podcast as I have in the past. It was all about people, for the most part, that had seen the presentation and heard that we were going to be talking about angels, which was great. However, there was one person, Mary Beth, who swung by who she, as she was walking by, she goes, oh my gosh, are you Nicole of A Psychic Story? And she had had a friend in Austin, Texas, who told her about the podcast. She had only been listening for a few days and had heard a couple of the episodes and walked back and we were able to make that connection. And she has a coaching business the law of, the, about the law of attraction. So that was really cool to just make that connection. And I share that because there's so many amazing synchronicities about how the universe works and connects us, whether it's through our friends, our angels and guides. So that was pretty much it about what I wanted to share. And unless there was anything else, I think we can pivot to the questions, right? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So our first question via voicemail is from Sila from Montana. And she has recently been opening up and getting messages about others around her and was wondering what to do next. Let's take a listen. Also getting like, messages so clear with such urgency for people you know and in this instance that i'm talking in a lot of these situations um it's like they're saying tell them tell them tell them you know they're about to leave and it's like a perfect stranger at a restaurant sitting at the table next to me and so i'm like what's my path to these people like i i feel like i'm letting these people down that are asking me to give them these messages and I feel like like with their attitude now that I'm aware of this I feel like I've been letting them down for a long time and so it's like okay they want me to give these messages and I would like to give them but I don't see a clear path to them like I'm being so bombarded like 
I'm being pushed, 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 like, tell them, tell them, tell them. What are you doing? Get up and go tell them this. And I'm sitting there thinking in my head, like, all these different scenarios that would not cause this person to have a reaction to me coming up to them and saying, hey, there's this lady. She looks like this. This is what I just saw her do to you. This is how I feel. This is what she's telling me. And this is what she wants me to tell you. And then I don't do it because it just seems totally nuts to me, you know. So I'm just curious, like, I think I know the answer, and the answer that I got was practice, you know, and that means you've been experiencing this whole life, but you just have this awareness where you, you recognize what's happening. You're not just letting it happen and then going, holy cow, you're really nuts, you know, don't tell anybody about this. So, you know, I just I, I just wonder how to deal with, like, like, not getting these messages to people or or getting these messages to people, or do I just need to really step back and build this information first and practice, which I think practice is my answer, practice, right? All right, so what do you think, Nicole? What suggestions do you have? Well, first, I would definitely recommend in getting a mentor if that's possible, and that's not just for, for, for Celia. That would be for anyone else out there. And I do offer spiritual sessions and packages on my website, so there's that, but you don't have to go through me. Second, I would say, and this is for everyone listening to this, uh, that you need to set clear energetic boundaries. An example of how you can do this is really to truly state out loud that you will only receive messages messages from your higher self or your spirit team, if it is for your best and highest good or somebody else's best and highest good, but also that you are open to receiving this, those said messages and when you want to receive those. Uh, when we first start out, we tend to get a lot of information coming in. We may not necessarily be able to distill it, to understand it, and also when. It's kind of almost as if you're setting office hours for the most part. You know, you may not necessarily want to receive messages when you're out in public, right? When you're uh, kind of at work or in going about your day. So there's that. Um, also, I say to people, like if you're at nighttime and you're about ready to go to bed, a lot of people tend to get information at night, right? So again, setting clear energetic boundaries is really important uh, when you're starting out because in, when you're getting information from the universe, at first it can seem like it's come, kind of coming in from all over the place. And then I would also say to ask your higher self and spirit team that when they send you messages for, from them or for somebody else to have it be clear and succinct. Anytime I'm trying to connect with my guides and angels, and especially if it's somebody that I'm doing a session with, I always ask for that incoming information to be clear and succinct to me so that I can relay the information. I don't always have to necessarily understand it. So for example, if I saw something like there was a symbol and it just has a really important meaning to you, Scott, right? Me just sharing about that symbol or what that sign is may have meaning. I don't have to understand that part. But if it's fuzzy as far as what I'm seeing or what I'm getting and I can't even clarify that, that's where you can have some hiccups, right? So there's that. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, and this is really important as well, is that it's not every time we get information does it mean that we're supposed to pass it along. Now, this is in the beginning, especially for people. Usually what happens is our spirit team is just trying to show us that we have the capability to receive information. It doesn't mean, again, that we're supposed to pass it along. So I recommend in these instances that if you're not sure that you're supposed to pass the information on, right, you don't necessarily what people would say have quote unquote permission, that 
You just kind of keep it to yourself. Now, that's why setting those boundaries in the beginning are really important because when you say, I'm going to receive messages that are clear and succinct, that are for my best and highest good or for somebody else's best and highest good, that means that you are supposed to then share that information. But if you haven't set those boundaries in the beginning, and again, it's coming in, it's more like I just said, it's because you can, or not that you can, you can get the information, not necessarily because you're supposed to share it. And I think that, you know, once you begin to set those firm, clear, energetic boundaries, the messages become clear, you know how and when to pass the information on. And, you know, that just helps you to continue to do that and to receive. Great. That's good. Um, and it's good for people like myself who are in the process now and uh, wondering, you know, th- what the next step is going to be and where where is this journey taking us? Yeah, because you see on television all the time, right? I mean, again, maybe not all the time, but it used to be where Teresa Caputo or others would be, you know, going into the grocery store and receive a message and go up to somebody and say, hey, I'm giving getting this message and I need to pass it along for you. That's a little bit of dramatization, but also staged probably that, you know, they've obviously gotten the permission from the person to give that and to be on camera. But it's the same concept Mm -hmm. in real life, right? right? That you are, again, getting the information when you're supposed to for either yourself or someone else. Okay. The next question comes from Kelly H. from Colorado. And she asked, um, can we combine Catholicism and Christianity with spiritual work like crystals? Is there a smooth transition? And then she makes a statement later on that she had a cranial sacral therapy session and the therapist told her it was the work of the devil. So how do we answer that? (laughs) Well, I sort of, I had to kind of get out of judgment and my own ego when I heard the voicemail because I thought it was really ironic that she went to somebody for cranial sacral therapy and then they said that other types of things were the quote unquote work of the devil. First of all, you know, to answer the first part of the question, absolutely you can combine any religious or spiritual practices together, make it your own. Whatever you feel led to learn about or brings brings you excitement or joy, I think is a great thing. It's not just a good thing, it's a great thing. Again, if we're interested in certain things and we're feeling led to go in a certain direction and it makes us happy or there's a healthy level of curiosity, there's that's because our spirit team and or our high, our higher self are pulling us in that direction and really cheering us on for it. So I would say that, you know, having been baptized Catholic, not a practicing Catholic, but also loving crystals and learning about Lannis and all that kind of stuff, it's just part of my repertoire and how I learned and what I grew into growing up. And obviously it shifted over time, but there's that. And to the person who is judging you, whether that's the therapist, whether that's a family member, whether that's a friend or whatever else, you know, I would just say that that's based on fear. There's deep programming from society you know, that comes to us and to just not allow someone else's opinions to sway you if something truly resonates with your soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think an important thing to add and to realize is that um, there's approximately, they say, approximately 4,200 organized religions on the planet um, at this time. And 80% of them are groups and subsets of the four main ones, which is Judeo-Christian, Islam, uh, Hinduism and Buddhism. Within all those religions, there's uh, levels of acceptance and openness to other things other than staunch 
you know, doctrine of that church uh, or the synagogue or whatever group that may be in. And so part of this is that you have to realize what group you're looking at and, and engaging with and to what level they're open uh, to other things other than what they may adhere to. Uh, you know, very strictly or, or less strictly. In my experience talking to a lot of people, uh, a lot of religious leaders over the years, those that are closest to God and spirit, whatever faith they come from, the ones that are closest and walk the walk in, in spirit and in light and love, uh, they tend to be the most forgiving, judgment free, and, <laughs> um, and, yeah. and open. Yes. Uh, so, so yeah, there's a wide range. And, and, uh, if you run into a group that, you know, if you say, well, I'm thinking about uh, crystals or contacting my spirit guides and you get hammered, uh, you're just going to have to evaluate it and just see if this group is for you, if you want to continue on or, uh, what your next step may be. Yeah. No, great ads. I appreciate that. But I would just say, yeah, if anyone ever tries to put their own doubt or fear on you, that's their opinion and that's their judgment, which is coming from a place that they're not open. And yeah, that's just kind of to stand in your own truth, your own light. Okay. And this next question, very common question that I've heard, and uh, I heard uh, a few times at the conference from uh, Adriana S., and uh, she said that she took Reiki classes and became attuned to levels one and two. And as a result of them, she started to get messages. But it's hard for her to distinguish between what's her voice, her guide's voice, or her angel's voice. How can we help her decide that? Yes. So this is actually a question. Hi, Adriana, from someone who she <laughs> submitted a question and didn't. I didn't get around fast enough. So she ended up booking a session. So I walked with her in more detail. But for everyone that wants to know about this, is that spirit speaks to us in our own voice. And so what that means is it tends to hear a lot like us. If we're visual, we'll almost in our We'll see visuals that are from us. It'll sound like our voice, almost our, our what I call our own inner narrative, that sort of thing. So that's first and foremost. That's why sometimes it can be a little bit hard to distinguish. But the best way I can describe to people where when you're starting to become more open, you're starting to receive more information, it's really not as important in the beginning to distinguish if it's yours, if it's your higher self, it's what have you, as long as you know that it's coming from a place that's higher or the divine and it's connected, number one. Number two is that when you do start to figure out and distinguish what's what, the best way, again, I can describe it is that our inner voice, our higher self feels familiar. So it's going to feel like a place from home. It's going to resonate on a certain level, you know, that it's just, hey, this is from me and what that looks like. Something that's a little bit more... I don't want to say dramatic, but something that just feels like it's from that higher place, that it feels celestial, that it feels divine. It's a little subtle at first, but it starts to show up in bigger ways. And so just to start to, first of all, when you get a message, how does it come across? Secondly, um, how do you feel? Does it feel familiar? Does it feel more, right? A celestial, divine, angelic, that sort of thing. And it may again be subtle at first. And over time, you start to equate it to tone, to energy, to everything else. But really at the end of the day, if we remember we're all connected, then we all kind of come from that same source. As long as we know that it's in that love and light and where it's coming from, that's really the most important part and the most important part of that message. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if you've had any experiences, Scott, where you've, I'm throwing you a curveball here where you've like, oh, this is probably coming from me and my higher self versus, you know, Shira, your spirit animal or your angel team. But you, you started, you you started to distinguish that a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, interesting that you Mm -hmm. mentioned that because, um, I'm going to mention this in, in a couple of stories from here, but uh, I've been recently connecting with extremely important person in my life growing up. Uh, my, um, High school teacher, photography, graphic arts, mechanical arts, wrestling coach, uh, photography, printing <laughs> teacher. I, I was very, very involved with his life. And, um, and he would take us, a bunch of us on biking trips during the summer. And he just made an incredible impression on me growing up. And I recently been, been connecting with him in ways that freaks me out, which I, we, we've talked about a little bit that uh, it's a personal, um, presence and remembering things and, um, and also getting some messages from him, uh, about things, reminding me of things in the past, reminding me of things that I'm doing. And I could do better, which is interesting. But the other day, we were driving by a restaurant that one time he came out. He, we lived an hour. We live an hour from where he used to live. He passed uh, ten years ago, and um, went by that restaurant. And I heard in the back of my head, I went there, and it, and I remembered this story he told me years ago. He goes, "Oh, is that by a restaurant by you?" And I got kind of upset, like you were a half a mile from my house and you didn't come in or you didn't stop by or call. And so it was just interesting that he um, that that came out at that time. Yeah, but I would say that when you got that message, if you go back to what I how I explained, it shows up for people. It didn't feel your voice familiar. It just it there was a it kind of came out of nowhere and. It was information. And then you probably were like, all right, how does that feel? And it felt like it was him, right? Yes, absolutely. 100%. That's how you start to distinguish. Is it this my voice? Mm. How does it feel? Does it feel familiar? And when I say familiar, I don't mean your mom's voice, your friend's voice isn't going to feel familiar. It's going to feel familiar of them, not familiar of you, right? So that's a, a good way of starting to learn how to distinguish. Okay, so next up is a voicemail was left by Victoria from Charleston, South Carolina. And simple question, she's looking for a mentor and a guide. Where can she start? Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, I definitely, you know, offer spiritual sessions and packages and that's meant to provide this very thing. I think it really depends on when you when someone asks or they look that they're looking for a mentor, it's to what extent, right? Sometimes when people ask for a mentor, it's because they want a deeper level of understanding and guidance related to something going on in their life. And so that's where I would recommend you're looking for someone, whether that is a therapist, whether that's a spiritual practitioner, what have you. There's a lot of free resources out there. So you don't have to buy buy sessions with people or buy packages or anything else like that. There's Facebook groups. Marty Rawson, who's on, for example, he has a Facebook group that's primarily designed for people that are interested more in that intergalactic. But there's also a lot of other Facebook and private groups that are free. Some also practitioners offer certain circles and communities. So I would just say that if there's a guest that resonates with you on the podcast, take a look on their website, take a look on their social media channels. But also if you have someone in your life that is spiritually evolved and can provide you guidance that way, ask them for more of a, a friendship mentorship with them and and or even create groups around in your own communities. There's a group that actually somebody came to a session at the event, speaking of this very thing, Scott, his name's Dan, and he invited me because 
they do a spiritual get together every month with a bunch of people and they asked me if I wanted to join. So I'm going to go to my first one next week. And that's just for community, right? So you can find different ways and also ask your spirit team to drop the right person in your lap. And you'll feel that either social media content tends to pop up or somebody recommends somebody or what have you. So I would just say for the most part, wherever that resonates with you and whomever that resonates, reach out and ask them to help guide you. And if they're open to being a mentor for you. Now, this next one is from Allison S. As I just turned 30 this past year, and I've been listening to all these podcasts and have been trying to develop myself and understand myself. And in this process, I understand that there is a mind, body, and a spirit, and I just don't know how to do spirit. I hear about angels and people that I trust talking about angels, and I, oh gosh, I resist it so hard. Um, I still have prayed in the past, just that like, okay, maybe if this is real, please help me. And it's so hard to not receive it in the way that I understand it. So one day I was just looking. Angels just kept coming at me left and right, left and right, left and right. I'm like, okay, I'll just Google this a little bit. Here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I'm thinking. Followed by angel. And I literally Googled it. Learned about Gabriel, who is, my notes I have written down, the heavenly physician. And I just meditated on it for a moment. And I laid down and I said, I am not here to ask you for help. I have been, and I know that that doesn't work. So all I want to do is say, hi, this is who I am, and I'm open to learning about you. A lot of my messages or understanding come through metaphors or songs or something that I can relate to that I've already experienced. And I was given a song. <laughs> I was screaming, see more, see more, see more. Like, <laughs> like, okay, I'm trying to see more. You don't understand it. And I Googled it, and suddenly Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors came up. This isn't um, this isn't a show that I'm super familiar with, and I just stopped, and I looked up the lyrics, and I know that I've heard the song before um, through different ways, but I didn't really read it. And so I, I'm reading the lyrics, and I get it. I'm told, okay, I know that you've pushed me away, but here I am, and now you can suddenly see more. The lyrics are telling me he don't take no orders, he don't condescend. He's here to provide you with true understanding. We're friends. And just like that, I got it. And so that, for her, was the emotional part of connecting with Gabriel and her spirit guides. And it was really moving in that sense because... For me, being, uh, you know, attachment styles, kind of again, the psychological side of things, um, you have, th- we have three general type of attachment styles, the secure, anxious, ambivalent, and um, avoidant. And I'm on the anxious, ambivalent, and avoidant. I tend to keep people away. So, um, getting involved with uh, someone or, you know, a spirit guide, something else other than me, I'm a little hesitant with that because I haven't had good experiences with relationships on that end. So I think kind of what what she might have experienced as well is a confirmation and maybe an experience of someone that provides, uh, is non-judgmental, unconditional love, is there for you without a doubt. 
And just experiencing that was transformational. So that uh, that was what resonated to me. So the question to you is, uh, what can we do if we start feeling anxious about new feelings or experiences that are happening to us in our uh, spiritual journey? Yeah, that's a big question. I kind of first want to go back a little bit about the the song itself, right? And that spirit, our angels, our guides are going to give us messages in a variety of different ways. And one of the biggest ways that they give it to us is actually through song and through lyrics. And, you know, I'm sure everybody listening at some point has woken up in the middle the, or not in the middle of the night, in the, in the morning, uh, or there's all of a sudden a song that like pops in their head in those lyrics. And, or, you know, I know I've heard songs before and then they just will not get out of my head, right? Sometimes it's because there's a reason for it. You have that in the sense that you've heard something and then it just stays in your head. And other times it's just a way for your angels and guides to get your attention. But I also feel that they've been really showing up in songs and in lyrics a lot more for us lately because energetically it gets us to pause and to really listen to the message and to listen to the energy and the sounds that are emitting from it. One example I've had recently is I have not, this is an old song, well, older in a few years, but I had not heard it and it was the greatest show. So you guys can tune in and listen to it later. But all of a sudden it just kept popping up everywhere. I had not heard the song. So I stopped and listened to it and the lyrics just super were super relevant and resonated with me. And it was specific to the podcast. And so I think that that just, first of all, I want to take some time to talk about that. And to your point about the fact of starting for her to feel comfortable, it was the way her guides and angels, right, Gabriel in particular, started to help her become more comfortable with that. So I think that's really it, is going back to one of the answers that I had, which is a different question, but kind of similar in the sense of asking your guides and angels to provide you with messages that are succinct and clear, but also you can ask them for ways that just help you feel more comfortable to connect with them, right? And it could be, you may not know the answer and how that is, but they're certainly going to know the answer and the best way to help you feel more comfortable and guided and connected. But then also um, to build on the other, you know, part of that question is that, you know, anytime we're in doubt or fear, that is really our ego taking over. That is our, the logical part of our brain and or programming by society. And to get into, you know, also the other part of that is that that we do have multiple energetic bodies or layers. And you've heard me say this, it includes the spiritual, the mental, the physical, and the emotional. We don't have to distinguish in the beginning what all of those mean right away. All energy comes from, from source. You've heard me say that before on the answer. And we're all connected to source. So in that way, we're all one. And then however we experience our lives from those individual perspectives is why sometimes it's hard to feel that connection. So that first step is really realizing this and that whole thing. And then that second step is accepting who you are and where you are in that process. So really respecting that you're having that doubt or maybe that uncomfortability and connecting, right? Um, and then being grateful for whatever it is that you're experiencing. That gratefulness is a vibration and energy that allows us to shift our vibration and energy to be in that connection with ourselves and with our spirit team. So that's really how it starts to unfold. It sounds simple. <laughs> it's harder to do in practice sometimes, but when you are loving that part 
part of yourself and respecting that part of your experience each and every time and every moment it happens, it becomes easier to trust that strength and being able to build that up with your spirit team and your guides and angels become stronger. And that's also when our intuition starts to perk up and become more fine-tuned, right? It's again, subtle at first, but then we start to get okay with how we're receiving the information. So that's a long-winded, detailed answer of like how, but all of it's very important. And really, it's just recognizing where you are in the process. Yeah. I mean, and you mentioned, you know, it, it's simple in a sense, but hard. Like you mentioned some big mm-hmm. words like mm-hmm. loving yourself and trust, which could, can be a lifetime of working out things from your past, you know, upbringing, family uh, relationships, et cetera. So, yeah, so simple, but, um, but uh, can be done. Yeah. And when I say simple, it's it's like every time it happens, you take that moment to respect where you are in the process and to accept that part of what you're experiencing and who you are. It can take a lifetime to learn to love yourself. But if you do it in each moment or as many moments as possible, it builds up and that's when it happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What else? Where are we going now? Okay. Another question. <laughs> I know. I was thinking my mind was going while you're. Uh, so another question that came in was, um, as I begin to open up spiritually, how can I manage others' negativity and skepticism? Yeah, so this is a build-on from what we were talking about before a little bit, right? And it's it's all about setting those healthy energetic boundaries once again, not just with your spirit team, but also with people that are in your life, whether you ask them for their opinion or not, right? So I always like to say something that's loving, which is, but respectful, which is that's your opinion and I respect it, but this is my approach to life. What I feel in my heart, we don't need to agree, but I do ask that you respect who I am as a human and as a spiritual being. And it doesn't have to be exactly those words, but the point that you're getting across in a loving way is that that's your opinion. And, you know, I I don't have to agree, but I respect it. You need to respect mine. They may or may not want to do that. But if you feel that people push back, then that means that, again, they're coming from judgment from a place of fear and doubt themselves. And they're trying to project that onto you. And that's not your problem. And then to build on that is that you can also ask your spirit team to energetically block anyone's negative energy or thoughts that are sent your way by surrounding you in love and light and diffusing things. And I share this because sometimes people come into our lives or say things and it's in the moment or it's just a one-off, but then there are people that are in our lives that we aren't necessarily going to be able to separate from, right? Think about it as a spouse or another partner type of relationship, somebody in your family, a coworker. You may not, it might not just be in the moment, it may be repetitive. And so if you feel that constant skepticism or the negative energy towards you, then that's one one way is that you can ask your spirit team to help block that. Uh, One time when when my mom was alive, she'd come over to my house and um, I have this kind of wall of books, you know, a a small bookshelf. And uh, she knew I had gone away from the family religion, moved on from that. And um, she would look at them and I go, what's the matter, mom? And she said, I, I kind of think you're going to go to hell. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 mom, I'm not going to. Because I don't know. A lot, there's a lot of other things in these books that aren't like what we're used to. And I'm like, no, no, absolutely mm-hmm. not. And um, she would say, okay, as long as you're going okay, to hell. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said I it know. in a nice way. She always said right, it in a right. nice way. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it can be hard and tricky, but I think it's all about respecting 
and again, having those boundaries. Okay, here's another question uh, that came up uh, during the conference, and I get this all the time. How do I know if the psychic I'm considering is fake or after my money? There's a couple documentaries out about uh, people like reeling people mm-hmm. in for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, they start off nicely and then ask for more and more money. Yeah. How can we handle that situation? Well, first, I'm going to say there's scammers in every industry. <laughs> you know, I mean, you there's mm. catfishers when you're dating. There's all kinds of scammers uh, across the board. But I feel like in the psychic community or in the spiritual community, they tend to just be even more prevalent because it can't they can hide behind things that aren't always tangible, right? But I would say also that first of all, if anyone reaches out to you proactively, they are 99.9% a scammer. And they're just looking for money, period, end of story. That happens if you're on social media and people send you a message and say, I feel your energy and, you know, what have you. But also, if anyone tries to upsell you during or after a session, then they are more likely just in it for the money. I'm not saying that they're not legit, but their heart is in it for something else other than helping you and helping you reach your potential and empowering you. And you know, that's first and foremost. I find it, you know, we've talked about it on the podcast before. It's It stinks, but it's out there. In during a session that I'm having with someone, if I feel led to say that, you know, you probably need another healing or you need something, it's not because I'm intentionally trying to get money off of that. That's just what spirit wants me to share, right? You can't just go to someone and all of a sudden they wave a magic wand and everything's all done. But it is the job of the practitioner and the person you, you're going to, to give you things that you can be doing on your own to either heal yourself, to empower yourself, to start to learn. There's, again, a lot of free resources out there. The podcast is one of them, obviously, but there's books, there's all sorts of things. And so I would say to ask, it's also your responsibility when you're talking to someone to ask, what are some other things that I can be doing and that sort of thing. Um, you know, so there's that. And I would just say, you know, really, ultimately, it's our responsibility as far as making sure if somebody approaches us and or we're going to someone, whether or not we are going to be giving them our quote unquote power away and to just be eyes open when you are going into this type of, you know, thing. Okay. This message came in from Scott G from New Jersey. Uh a medium messaged me on Facebook saying they they have important information for me from a loved one. It sounded important. You know, should I believe them asking for a friend? <laughs> yeah, well, it goes back to what did I say? If somebody reaches out to you at 99.9%, they are a scammer. I should probably change that to 100%. But I also say that because it goes back to remember when we talked, if you have a message for someone and then you just give it to them at random, you know, that's also there's boundaries there, right? In terms of do I want you mm-hmm. reading my energy? Do you have permission to read my energy? And it's the same thing with these people that are, and I say these people on social media in particular, because, you know, the best thing you can do in that instance is honestly, don't even alert the practitioner that if there's an impersonator account or something, there's so much out there right now. Just don't reply to who contacted you and just report them to whatever social media platform and block them. That's the best thing you can do. And I would say that, no, I wouldn't give them any time of day or energy. Mm -hmm. All right. And then the final Mm -hmm. question, and it's a little more serious. How does free will fit into learning more about my life's path and things that might be might be predicted to happen to me. 
Okay. So there is this, I believe this and I feel it and I know it in my heart to be true, but also because I've learned about this just over the course of my lifetime and that there's a universal or spiritual law and that states that we have free will and choice. And we, as spiritual beings, we have so many choices. There are certain things that happen to us or we are designed to experience. You know, I'm born, for example, I'm born here as a female on this earth and certain things, but I still have choices, right, that I can make throughout my life. And that is just part of what God universe gave us. What that means, though, is that as you have these choices, and I'll give an example, you know, there's some, a lot of people sometimes that they get predictions or they have certain things when they go to a practitioner, or they may even believe something themselves, right, in their own minds. But we still always have choices to make. Uh, example I'll give is there was a mentor that I had when I was starting out more in my actual spiritual practice, meaning I was getting my Reiki certification. I was learning more about how to just take things more seriously and she said to me one time, you know, Nicole, that's, you know, really congratulations that you got this one job. And it was a certain salary that I had wanted to hit at some point. And she said, I just want you to know you're not going to be getting any more in the next, you know, few years. You've kind of hit your ceiling and just want you to get okay with that. And there was a part of me where I was like, okay, and this is coming from someone. And she said it lovingly, but it's coming from someone where I was like, you know what? First of all, I don't believe that's true because I was like listening to my own intuition. And second of all, I don't accept that. So what happened was that gave me the motivation to almost have it not happen <laughs> and to create a different mm. set of circumstances for myself yeah. that I intention, my intention was I am going to make more money and not because it was the money part. I wanted that career growth challenge and opportunity, right? So I changed it. I changed the trajectory. Uh, you can get a reading from someone and they can say, oh, I see X, Y, and Z in your future. And I've said before, I don't accept that. And I ask my guides and angels or my higher self to change it. There are certain things that we're destined and we're fated to experience, but at the end of the day, we absolutely have the power and the free will to make different choices and to ask for additional guidance and support and direction throughout our lives. That's what they're here for. Yeah, there's a lot of different uh, theoretical you know, mm -hmm. answers to that as well. I heard recently, and I think it was in the Conversations with God series, uh, Neil Donald Walsh, and I think he was told that it, if any major decision, if you come to a major decision in, in your life and you choose one way versus the other way, immediately, whatever, whatever path you choose, there's another parallel path that goes on with the choice, the other choice that mm -hmm. you made. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it gets into, you know, multiverses and, and multiple life paths and things like that. But, um, and you can think yourself into oblivion yeah. with these things, but, um, you know, you just have to go kind of what you said, you know, go with where, where you, your heart is, is leading you and, um, just go on that path. And kind of a build on to that too is I've said this to people because this is what I've been told by Michael and, and my guides and angels too is that when we come here, right, we have a, we definitely have a certain design in mind for what we want to accomplish and where we want to go and how we want to get there. I don't want to say right or wrong, but there are some ideal scenarios and pathways we can take to get there, right? Sometimes we make it harder on ourselves versus allowing it to be a little bit more easier and in flow. And that's part of the choices, right, that we have within that free will. And so 
I firmly believe we get to where we need to be because we have that goal. Most of us will, right? We have that goal and we have that drive and that heart. That's part of our purpose. That's where we feel that things resonate with us so much. But that goes back to, again, the how you get there and those choices that you're offered. And just when I say those choices, it's really the intention of what you want to experience and how you want to accomplish it. You also have the free will and choice to decide, you know what, I don't want to suffer anymore. I don't want to experience these things or my higher self, or I may feel like I should have been doing X, Y, and Z, but I want to change it up and shake it up now that I'm here on earth. And you have that ability as well, right? So just, you know, for example, I had gotten the message that I was supposed to be doing some other things and a lot more. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm good now. (laughs) Like I'm going to accomplish what you set out in front of me right now, but I'm good right now because I can't keep taking on more and more and more right now. It's where I'm at that level, right? So again, that's, that's part of our free will and choice. And so if you have additional questions, feel free to email us, contact at a psychicstory.com. That's two S's in the center. Or you can also leave a voicemail at 1-800-880-1881. That's 1-800-880-1881. There is a 10-minute limit when you call, but if you want to share more, you can pick back up. But I also share that number because that's where a lot of people have been submitting stories, angel stories in particular. We're also looking for stories related to spiritual awakenings or anything else that you would want to share. And speaking of, if you have a story and you don't want to leave a voicemail, you can also leave the information at com forward slash story dash submission. And you can submit it that way or also email it to us, which I already shared that. And by the way, we also have a new website for the book, which we didn't share. That is lookingforangelsbook.com. You can sign up to be alerted when the book drops. There's an option to select book as a check mark, but also you might want to check all the checks because then you'll get all the information. And I do also want to just take a very quick minute to recognize our Patreons. We have a number of new ones, which I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Patreon is our VIP portion of the podcast where you can go and you can receive more information, more behind the scenes type of content. We have new episodes, which I'm calling our Q&A with our practitioners. It's a rapid fire fun questions that they answer, many more things that we're going to be dropping on Patreon. But want to say thank you to Story Hill Bliss, Kathy Breadlove, Carrie Nicole, Teresa Johnson, Suzanne Arish, Alex Wright, Lapis Luna 314, Colleen Shannon, Monica Bristow, Kelly Sopic, Mama Britt, Karen Good, Valerie Baker, Carnella Chase, Mel Branson, and many more. And also, we have contest winners for the people that have submitted five-star reviews for the podcast. I want to say thank you to Heather P., Samantha T., Randy L., Brittany S., and Katie C. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you for submitting those reviews. And also, I look forward to connecting with you in your free session. Congratulations. Anything else, Scott, that you want to share? No, that's it. Um, look, <laughs> a lot of stories yeah, we went through those are th- fun. Uh, today. But uh, yeah, they are fun. And uh, we look forward to keep mm-hmm. keeping it going. Uh, look forward to hearing from you folks. And um, we'll see you next time. So one of my favorite parts of the day now is getting a new voicemail and people are sharing an angel story. I feel like listening to a whole new podcast, I'm like, who are these people and what are their stories? So thank you for sharing. (laughs) All right, Scott. Well, as always, I appreciate you being on and look forward to talking to you more. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. 
All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at a psychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at a psychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychicstory.com when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win.